the college experience, college basketball weekend report and uh, early week preview on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet. Yes. Sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk-free bet. That's right. $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you also get a free t-shirt as well. Head over to sports gambling slash win for a $500 risk-free bet. That's sports gambling slash win. That's W Y N N. We're also brought to you by better than Vegas. Better than Vegas is the home for avid sports betters, providing insight analysis and free betting picks better than Vegas. It's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page. So you don't miss a pick sports gambling slash BTV. That's sports gambling slash BTV. We're also brought to you by better edge. Better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's betteredge, B E T T O R, edge.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Yes, yes, yes. Woo! Welcome. Welcome to the college experience, college basketball weekend recap and early week preview on the college experience. How many times can I say fucking college experience? My name is Colby Swinging Danter Base Dan, aka Pick Dundee. And in studio, give it up for former JMU Duke defensive back. The burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty seeing the place to be. Hi, up, buddy, buddy, buddy. I, I couldn't even fucking. St- I was all over the place on the introduction. I got deleted brain cells. I've been in Vegas. Mm, been bringing in Vegas. it in right. Yeah, just just doing it right. Catching bad beats on the birthday. Oh, man, I'm at. Uh, I place a bet on Washington State going against my buffs. This is what I get. Mm. Little karma. Dude, they were like winning. Uh, this was a brutal beat. Yeah. I was up. Uh, so I got Wazoo plus 10. And they're up. It's in Pullman. I want to say they're up for 70% of this game. They're winning. Yeah. Colorado with You're about, getting 10? Yeah, I'm getting 10. Yeah. Colorado, I think, it's like kind of. I think ties it up or takes the lead. I'm guessing now I was intoxicated. So give, give <laughs> take or take everything a with a yeah. grain of salt here uh, at around the five minute mark. Okay. Left in the game. Yeah. And I'm still like, okay, well I didn't play it on the money line. Yeah. I'm good. I got 10 to give and no, not the case. Uh, they win by 11. Dude, it was brutal. It was absolutely like what, like I was kind of like celebrating 
Then I had that. That's what it's almost like that 18 parlay with you in San Diego. <laughs> Little uh, premature celebration. The 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 betting gods, the betting karma gotcha. Uh, I'm trying to make sure I, I wasn't. I'm just pulling up the box score to make sure I wasn't a fool. Yeah, Wazoo's up by seven at halftime. Mm. Telling you, they were not losing at this game at all, and like down the stretch, and they lost by eleven too. Oh just man, that was a brutal beat. Choked it away. Uh, tell us uh, what Vegas was like while you were there. Well, it's. Uh, I'd say, look, I went in September. Yeah, it was worse in September. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, that's uh, just because more shit's open now. Okay. When I went in September, it was like nothing was open, but, but still you can't go to the pools now or anything, but it was at, it was at like uh 50% of what it normally is. But yeah. since the rates are extremely cheap, you bring, which it. wasn't my logic actually, although yeah. I, you know, I'm a scumbag, but my logic was, it was my birthday. Well, I gotta, gotta go somewhere. And I was all signed up to go to either Sequoia, Yosemite or Flagstaff. Yeah. Or Big Bear. Those are my four. That's what I wanted for my birthday. Classy, classy, classy. And then one scumbag option. And uh, we no. knew which one you took. No, 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 dude. <laughs> what happened was is a gigantic snowstorm came through California, which I drove through some of it today. Nice. So I went, when I came back from Vegas, a lot of California was in snow. Yeah. Um, but that was my logic was I, my, I don't have the car to go through the mountains and the uh, fate demanded. So then I said, well, I guess I'll just go to Vegas. Yeah. You know, I got people in Vegas. You, you do know? have people in Vegas. Shout out to my guy, Henning Mogger. All right, go to Steiner's Pub. All right. <laughs> Good buddy of mine. Um, but yes, uh, it was at 50% capacity. It was, and, and, and Henning was the, the first to let me know that, like, money is down. <laughs> money is down in Vegas. It's attracting some more riff raffy types. It's a lot of gang, uh, LA gang bangings being done in, uh, <laughs> in Vegas, uh, allegedly. Colby is one of the riff raff that, uh, Showed up in Vegas. That's true, man. If trust me, I was definitely the riffraff when when Colorado made that shot to go up eleven with like six <laughs> seconds left. Always trashing. The I was like, "Fuck this town!" <laughs> <laughs> Some uh, woman's checking in with like she's like yeah. sixty five years old with her little dog or Pomeranian. Get and I'm that just shit like, out of here! Fucking loser ass dog. No, I'm joking. Throw, throw your <laughs> throw your drink at the slots. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, uh, a big weekend in college basketball. I, I thought. Honestly, I think, you know, me and Nick did a show on uh Thursday when I, when I came into Vegas, I thought this is the best weekend for college basketball thus far. It, it, and obviously I think it's one of college basketball is one of these things where each weekend gets better and better. Yeah. The slate, you know, uh, absolutely. I mean, because the picture becomes more clear yeah. and the games have more meaning and yet you can have 68 teams in a field and still have a meaningful regular season. Patty C unbelievable. See how that works. Um, but I want to look ahead before we dive in because we want to recap Friday, Saturday, Sunday action. But before we dive in, let's look at Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday land landscape. I can't talk. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we're I, talking upcoming I games. I quit. I quit my job. Um, <laughs> Syracuse at Virginia happens tomorrow. Patty C. Mm. This is a compelling matchup because the Q's have kind of been playing a little bit, a little bit of ball here. They have and Bayheim doing what Bayheim does and getting the team going as we progress through this season. And Bayheim, guy that said Tony Bennett's the best defensive coach he's ever seen. Did you know that? Bold statement. I think statistically he might have a point there. Um, well, this is what's compelling now is kind of Florida State is playing 
at a really high level. I read uh, I, I, some experts calling for them to be a final four team uh, based on what they've been playing at recently, the yeah. level. Well, uh, that means Florida state and Virginia are about to do battle uh, in a couple. And, and, and I think a, a little bit of action here. Oh but, yeah. The, the heart of that ACC yeah. is the heart of everyone's conference schedule is really coming up. But so Virginia's sitting there at uh, six and zero in conference, Florida state five and one, Virginia tech five and two Louisville five and two. And then Pitt. Pitt was primed. This is a classic Pitt moment here as one of my locks that lost uh, this weekend. Pitt was, was four and one and they were playing wake the worst team in the ACC or I think the worst team. I think Boston college is better than them. Um, and they blow it and they lose. Dude. How do you beat the teams you've beaten? You swept Syracuse, you beat Duke mm. and you lose to wake Forest. Clemson did. Yeah. They're the Clemson, the old Clemson of basketball. So that makes this a pretty compelling matchup for Monday. Um, how did you feel? I know your Wahoos played, uh, played Dude, Georgia they, tech who I think is a, is a sleeper in this conference. They made a sweat. They definitely made a sweat. I was not, I mean, I, I would say probably what eight minutes left in that game. I think we were still losing. I mean, that one went down to the fucking wire, Yeah, yeah. but, um, but yeah, I mean, at that, I think we we're still down by like six at that point. And I was like, we're, we're not that good. <laughs> you know, I thought we were pretty good after that Clemson game. I was like, we're not going to win a championship. I was, year. I was watching the San Diego state air force game tonight because that was the only game on. Unfortunately that, or the chiefs beating the bills by 20. So I was watching San Diego state air force yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and the announcer was talking about, uh, he thinks it's the best Virginia offense he's ever seen under Tony Bennett and the best offense. And I, I think he even said, even back to the wazoo days, better than anything he's had as a head coach. He said, wow. I mean, he's had some players. We'll find out. I mean, I, I find this. I think tomorrow is a compelling game, and to to paint the picture here. Now, obviously, we know Virginia is a team that is going to make the NCAA tournament. I I think right now at ten and two. Yeah, I mean, it's it's too early to say like okay. I mean, they could lose their best player and lose the rest of their games. Yeah, but I think they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. I think we can all say that them, Florida State, Virginia Tech, Louisville. But I think Syracuse is one of those teams right now at nine and four. That is a fringe team right now, creeping up the standings. So I know, okay, it's January what twenty fourth, but you sit there and say, well, are these meaningful games? Yes, I I would argue a hundred percent for Syracuse or for Virginia too, because if you want the one seed in the ACC, ACC tournament, now I do think regardless if you're getting Wake Forest or, or Boston College should be a win. So one and two is probably not going to matter, but uh, the, I can tell you this, the three seed will matter because you'll play Miami and Miami's a team that's been beat up all year that I, I know they've been struggling and I lost on a lock with them in Syracuse, but I still think when you evaluate, when they all get healthy, they could be a really dangerous team to play in the first round. Yeah. Well, I'm looking right now at uh, the power index for ESPN. I'm going to try and Track down Miami here. I got my hands a little tied up here. Um, let me move my computer back over there. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe, that, maybe that's an angle you should do. <laughs> I'm huh? trying to show Colby my computer across the table here. Um, we'll get to Miami. I haven't found them yet. They're, so they're not in the top hundred. So I don't know how. No, many. no, they're really struggling. I mean, they've gotten their ass kicked of late, and I'm having a hard time really understanding who they are. 
but I, I can tell you this in a one-off, I would not want to play them and I would much rather play wake forest or, uh, or, or Boston college. Although Boston college has kind of been chippy this year too. And I guess with wake beating Pitt, I guess you could make that argument too. Although I still think wake is, is, is probably the worst team there. Yeah. Um, other things we got going tomorrow night, or did you want to, did you want to talk any about like, uh, well, well I kind of want to talk to, uh, you know, admit where I am obviously as a fan here, I do this regularly. I, I'm, I'm on the, you're on the journey of a dude that's been invested deeply into college basketball since you were a kid. Yeah. And I have been a casual fan of college basketball since I was a kid. And well, I feel like the past couple of years, that's I've changed. been diving yeah, in, yeah. I've been, but it's still like a bit of a mystery to me in terms of like grasping the whole picture and like track. It's much easier in college football too easy, but that's a football. mystery on who they're going to put in. Well, not really. Yeah. Well, it's a mystery, but I'm saying, I guess it's a mystery in the likes of how they get in. Right. It, well, it's, <laughs> you know why? And it's not a mystery, but as far as if you're trying to apply logic to it, then it's mysterious, but yeah, you understand that logic isn't really part of it. Yeah. Well, the logic is they're in the sec. So we're going to, no, the logic in. is they're going to chase the money and say, well, Ohio state, no TCU will never have a shot. Right. Exactly. So, but it's a little bit more challenging to kind of understand, okay, you know, who are these teams and what do these games mean? Is this team going to jump up or not? So ESPN has these uh, pretty, pretty cool tools. And one of them that I saw is uh, this daily predictions tool. And they give you a, a matchup quality rating for each of the games. So like, you know, you're, uh, you got Saturday here, 150 games. You could sit there and yeah. study the so great. rankings it's and so great. Oh, it's money. It's amazing. You can study the rankings and try and figure out what games are important and what they mean. But this thing really quickly kind of gives you an idea and I want to, let's test it out to see if they're right and see if you agree with them. Um, we'll go with go with tomorrow. Yeah. Oh no! What do you mean? Like we could go with Saturday, Saturday, Saturday games that just happened. They ranked uh, Clemson or Kansas, Oklahoma as uh, the highest rated game, even though Kansas was on a two uh, game losing streak yeah. coming into the weekend. Um, and Oklahoma had what four losses coming in. So that that to me is like, why is that game so uh, highly important? Oh, I mean, maybe the angle of Kansas potentially because they they had the same conference record. That's why it was big. Okay. They were both battling for that. That's I think that they're in third or fourth in that conference. Okay. So it affects but, seeding. But I don't know that I agree that it was the game of the day for me. Like I, I but I mean, I, they're probably just looking at it from a number standpoint of this, of skim conference record. Yeah. Cause that, now Oklahoma has a better conference record than Kansas. So gotcha. just, I mean, cause they, that, that yeah. by far kind of outpaces all, all the rest of this. The only game that had a matchup quality of over 90, but it also could have been the fact that they're kind of, they're two kind of name brands historically in college basketball. That does seem to be what ESPN is doing here too. It's like basically the power five teams dominate the, uh, the top of these uh, matchup quality rankings, even though I'm not sure that these teams are necessarily the best teams that we're seeing play. Yeah. I mean, look, that was a game to watch. Certainly I was excited to watch that game, but I, 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 there were more compelling matchups to me throughout the day. Uh, I thought Clemson, Florida state was one that really stood out to me. I wanted to watch and Florida state destroyed them, but Clemson had traditionally kind of, kind of gave them a hard time. I thought Ohio state, Wisconsin was a, it was a game that I, I, I thought was must watch TV. Um, I mean, there was other games too that I enjoyed. I mean, I thought LSU Kentucky, not that I really thought it was a compelling matchup for the future of college basketball, but I just wanted to see, could Kentucky respond after Calipari went off on his team yet again? Yeah. And they did. Um, I thought uh, Missouri, Tennessee, cause that's a rebound matchup. I thought that was compelling. 
Um, I mean, there, there was a, a slew of games. I mean, on Saturday, there was literally a, 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 a just a, a shit ton of games. Well, it is interesting. I'm looking at the, these matchup quality ranks. I'm going to count it off. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 games with a rating over 80. And then if you're comparing that to like the rest of the week today, we had one game with a rating over 80. Um, Monday, we're going to have a lot three. Uh, that Texas Tech, West Virginia again, and and maybe this is something that you can explain to me why these games are in your mind maybe achieving these ratings that are, are like a ninety six is is Monday's highest rated game. And which game is that? Texas Tech, West Virginia. Well, why can, is that well, so huge? Because I think the Big Twelve is the second best conference in college basketball. Yeah, and you got Baylor sitting there at seven and zero in conference, and they look pretty much unbeatable. They destroy everybody. Yeah. Uh, Texas is at five and one. So they still have a shot at this thing. Now, yeah. after that, with Oklahoma beating Kansas, they're at five and three now jumped up the third place uh, at fourth place is Texas tech at four and three at fifth place is West Virginia at three and three. And then at sixth place is Kansas at four and four. So it's substantial because Texas Tech and West, and West Virginia, the loser is going to go drop behind Kansas. I see. I see. I wonder if uh, ESPN does something where they, they uh, list their, their matrix that kind of calculates this matchup quality. But b- even though these teams are number 12 and 14 respectively in the rankings and there's, you know, Baylor and uh, Texas ranked more highly than, and, and Kansas within the conference or in the, uh, uh, AP. I, I think Kansas is getting some of that Duke love also, but I mean, yeah. Um, but I think it lo- it does look like they're they're saying okay, here are two. This game actually has a not only a two good teams playing, but also has implications on the conference race, a yeah. seeding perhaps. Yeah, all of that. I mean, uh, I think they're both. I mean, with this being this strong of a con- conference, I think no matter what happens the rest of the season, for the most part, I would. I, I expect Baylor, Texas, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, West Virginia, and Kansas to all be in. Yeah. OK State can't because they're not uh, not they they accepted that. F- yeah. Penalty. I um, went, did, uh, did there, did there, uh, was it Caleb? Um, no, who's no, the, was, uh, uh, what's his Kate, name? Uh, Cunningham. Yeah. Yeah. Is he, did he know before he, uh, signed? I don't know that full story there yeah. because I find it weird that he still didn't try to go. I would transfer, transfer if I'm especially like during COVID three pick. Yeah. During you could COVID, anyway. you could, I feel like you could get away with that. Yeah. But, um, you're probably playing one season and you're going to be uh, a top three pick in the draft and you choose a school that's on probation and can't yeah. play in the tourney. Yeah. Odd. But look, I can tell you tomorrow there there's games. I think there's really like five or six games that I think are, are really like great games. Okay. Um, Syracuse, Virginia. Yeah. Um, I think Loyola Chicago Bradley is compelling. I understand Bradley struggled and they just played yesterday, but yeah. that's, if anything, that's why I find it compelling because most of these mid majors, when they have that rematch, yeah. it's extremely hard to, to really, I take went back and I looked, I assumed that when I was picking them, uh, that it was obvious to go with the team that had just won the day before and pick them again. Yeah. But you're right. It's not, <laughs> I got burned on Navy today. They, they beat army yesterday. And I thought one of the compelling matchups on Saturday Yeah. and today they play and they go to overtime and army beats them. Now I knew army was good, but I'd, Navy had been a, one of the teams that had really been yeah. doing it for me back to back. Um, so it, it bites me again. I mean, it, it bites oh, yeah. me and, and tomorrow I, I'm almost inclined to take. So right now in the Missouri Valley, you got Drake who's 13 and 0. 
Yeah. In college basketball, the whole, uh, not as in the conference, uh, Loyola, who's really come on late, the Ramblers and Porter Moser squad that went to the final four a couple of years ago, uh, at seven and one in the conference, Missouri State at five and one in conference and Bradley's at three and three. Uh, I think they're better than their record indicates. Bradley's been banged up some, but, but, uh, the this is let's not forget is a team that won the uh, the conference tournament the past two years and if you look at their losses now I will say obviously lately okay they lost yes or today by thirteen to Loyola and they had a bad loss to Illinois State prior to that but if you look deeper into this thing this is a team that lost by one to Missouri at Missouri in a game they were winning Bradley was winning majority of that game Missouri is looking pretty good they just yeah beat they're number 14 right? in the country yeah uh they lost to South Dakota State the Jackrabbits who are solid by four yeah and they lost to Xavier at Xavier by one mm. so I think they're a much better team and it wouldn't and, and we we kind of know this in the Missouri Valley unfortunately is that the team that wins the conference tournament so seeding is is relevant at this point yeah and Bradley has proven I think the past two years they weren't a one seed and they won the conference tournament so Watch out for for that game tomorrow. Uh, I, I I'm going to take Bradley. I can tell you that to cover at least. I don't know what the line is currently, but see these are stats I need to look up. I need to look up what percentage uh, from a seeding standpoint uh, the odds of them you know advancing in their conference tournament would typically have, and then you could understand. Okay, they just went from a four seed to a five seed. Their chances of winning the conference tournament just went up fifteen percent. And then, okay, there are chances. And actually, that's another thing that I wanted to show is uh, that ESPN's thing, they have this great thing where they show actually the team's likelihood of winning uh, the, their conference, their whole, the or the, the championship. Yeah. The, the, the in, national, in the, turn, the national championship right now, they've got Baylor with a 26% chance of winning the uh, national championship. That's too high. You think it's too high a percentage. They only, they give Gonzaga number two at 18 and then Iowa number three at basically 11. And then it drops after those three uh, pretty hard where Houston at number seven and then trickling on down. Once you get to the number uh, 17 team in the country, they have less than a 1% chance to win the uh, whole championship. So, I mean, some of these games we're talking about, like if you're, if you're talking about Bradley, for instance, I'm going to, I'm going to look them up. Uh, see if I can find them on this. Nope. Still not on here. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, uh, look, I can tell you it's a compelling game cause I know. Okay. So yeah. they're tied at 55% in terms of like chance of winning the title, um, or t- tied for 55, 55th place at zero. So I think basically every team after 54 has is what they calculate. ESPN calculates as a 0% chance of winning the title. So in that regard, like that game to me as a common fan almost means nothing. Well, I yeah. bet you they had a 0% chance when Loyola went to the final four. Probably. So they were like what at Loyola was up at halftime on Michigan. Yeah. So they were six quarters away from winning a national championship. Right. So that's one thing I or no, They were because it's not four quarters. They were uh, what? Three halves away from winning a national championship. Yeah. Cause they were up at halftime yeah, in the semifinals. Were, uh, yeah. They were. So no, yeah. Find the final four. Oh yeah. They were up well, at halftime yeah, against sem- Michigan. Semifinals, oh, yeah, but, okay. uh, interesting. Yeah. It's definitely something you can't take 100%. It's obviously not a complete 0.0% chance because yeah, the, yeah. the games are played. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that, that's what I'm weighing here. Okay. But look, I find it compelling because a also that I find the Missouri Valley, uh, everyone that knows me knows I'm a Missouri Valley guy. Yeah. I find their conference tournaments, always some of the most entertaining out of all of them. 
Yeah. Just in general. And it's got a rich basketball history back to the days of Larry Bird. Yeah. So uh I think that may be something that I need to appreciate is that the postseason for a lot of these teams isn't the NCAA tournament. Like, you know, they are going for what is important to that school is a conference championship. It's almost like old school football back in the day when they're like, Oh, we don't care about the national well, championship. No, to get in the championship, but but I'm saying like and I think me and Nancy Nick have always felt this way since we really dove into college basketball and really started to grasp it. You might, the best basketball games of the season might actually occur in the conference championships. Yeah. Some of them, some of them are fucking amazing games. Yeah. I remember, I think it was what I want to say. It was like Wofford and uh, was it last season? I thought one, well, we didn't get a March madness besides the conference tournaments. And I believe it was, uh, I think it was Wofford and maybe it was Furman maybe last year that, uh, or Wofford East Tennessee state that just went to just a wild game. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking That's like their super bowl. Yeah. And well, the winner is going to go to the NCAA tournament and you're seeing both these guys lay everything out in this yeah. conference tournament. And the other team ha- didn't have a, their resume. wasn't good enough. Yeah. So then that you knew one team's going down. I want to say went to double or triple overtime, it was yeah. great, but it, uh, you could argue, I mean, we didn't get a March madness, so it, it'd be unfair for me to compare it to, but I, I can tell yeah. you this, you're seeing, I don't know that you see much better basketball out on planet earth. Right. In my opinion, you're yeah. watching two equally matched teams yeah. play their asses off for what essentially is a national championship for them, which is yeah. a chance to play. And they know that it's a very low likelihood that they're going to win it, but they're playing as if they're going to the national championship. And, and speaking of the Southern conference tomorrow, you get the UNC Greensboro Spartans who've had a traditionally a good basketball program. It could have been them that was playing in that game last year. I'm trying to remember. Uh, they take on uh, what, what time is this game? This game is at, they take on Furman and Mark Furman. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Furman's been a team that I was bullish on. I thought that for sure they'd be a tournament team with East Tennessee States coach going to, to wake forest with Greensboro, not looking the part early in the year. Uh, and obviously I thought Wofford ever since, since Mike young went to Virginia tech, wasn't this at the same level. So, I mean, the Southern basketball conference has actually been really good basketball over the past, like five or 10 years. Um, but now all of a sudden you have this matchup where Furman's kind of sliding into this thing and, and, and UNC Greensboro is five and two Furman's four and two in the conference. Wofford's at six and one East Tennessee States at five and one. This is a, this is a huge fucking game. It's a huge game for seeding. Yeah. There's no, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But uh, once again, you have to be in tune to this conference. And and but but I can tell you this, man, it has been a really good basketball. And they've they've these Tennessee States won tournament games. Yeah, uh, it's funny just yeah. watching these, uh, like picking the games every day, and and obviously checking the standings. But you get a feel for who the the winners went before I really started uh, picking the college basketball. Walford, Furman, Mercer, maybe Mercer a little bit, but Samford, all these like random names of a human being, presumably <laughs> that like, all right, sure. They're all the same. They're not going to win the national championship, but it is kind of interesting to, uh, you know, understand who the real powerhouses in these particular conferences are, you know, so to yeah. speak powerhouses. So, so, so the games that stick out to me tomorrow, uh, Syracuse, Virginia, Loyola, Bradley, uh, UNC Greensboro, Furman, Texas tech, West Virginia, and I'm actually not that intrigued with the Oklahoma State Iowa State game because I know OK State doesn't have a shot to go to the postseason. So let's throw that out. Yeah, I do find Utah State UNLV compelling because UNLV's played a lot better basketball of late. Utah State coming off that loss to Colorado State, uh, I've I've seen reports that the Mountain West might get multiple teams in this year because it's it's, it's the the conference is up 
And then obviously the battle in the desert that this is actually one of the best games every year. They played on Friday and it was a two point wow, game. That was a close one. Yeah, and everyone. I mean, you go back last year was Arizona. a buzzer beater. Yeah. It's, I don't care what the records are. I want to watch that game every year. Yeah. Both of them. It's uh, yeah. who is it? Hurley Hurley's. Uh, yeah. The, uh, 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 Jesus, Bobby Hurley against uh, Sean Miller. Nice. And I almost said Danny Hurley. Uh, but dude, this, this conf- I mean, this game has been compelling ever since Bobby Hurley's been there. Probably actually the last years of Herb Sendek. So, uh, that's must-watch TV to me. Alrighty. So that look, those are the games that I find interesting. There's are, are there other games with with uh, perhaps you know Radford, UNC, Asheville. They seems like they've been having great games. That conference is Radford's been involved in a lot of great games this year. Sure, but it's not. I'm not going out of my way. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I, the best part is it's on at noon and no other games on. So I will probably watch it, but um, I'm not going to go out of my way. If that was with, if that yeah. was at four o'clock where all the other games, the implications are aren't yeah. uh, strong enough for you to go out of your way for that one. And I'm slightly intrigued by Southern Illinois, Indiana state. Cause I think Indiana state's better than the record also, but uh, everything else. Kind of uh, trash. Well, yeah. there's only three games on the slate that are above an 80 on these, uh, Daily projections. They don't give Arizona State Arizona above an eighty. They give that one a seventy-five. See, that's the problem with this machine here is because Arizona State's record they've struggled and they've had a ton of injuries, ton of problems. They're not capturing the rivalry factor. They're Dude, not. that game is pro- that could, but that, I would bet money that that might be the best game of the whole night. Okay. I mean, we just saw it on Friday, and they went down or Thursday, whatever fucking day that was, and it was the best game of the day then. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. So those are the matchups I like on Monday, uh, Tuesday. Look, and I'm going to start off with this and then we're going to dive into the games that happened recently. I know that's kind of backwards, but I just wanted to, uh, there was some speculation over the weekend. Like people were saying, Oh, well, well, well okay. You previewed the past few days first and we wanted to see the game pick. So I'm getting to essentially what I think you should be picking. I, I think I'm going to be on Arizona state tomorrow because I th- I like the revenge factor. Okay. I think I'm going to, I don't know the line at the moment. Uh, actually I can try to pull it up actually for you right now. I can try to pull it up for you right now. I think that line should be out. Cause I think we're late enough tonight. Um, yes, Arizona, <laughs> this line opened at seven. It's at five and a half. I love the Arizona state play here. Yeah. Like absolutely love that with the points. Yeah. That's going to be a lock. All right. Boom. Um, now West Virginia, Texas tech. That is at WVU minus two and a half. I will not bet this game. It's in Morgantown, but I do think Texas tech is the better team. Absolutely. But I do think, I mean, I don't know the, with no fans. Let me see uh big, uh big 12 standings. We did say it was uh Texas tech currently sitting at four and three in the conference. This is a huge game. West Virginia at three and three. Yeah. Cause the loser is going to fall behind Kansas. Yeah, seating will be a a major uh, implication here. So, you know me. Although I love me some Chris Beard, I also have loved Bob Huggins since the mid '90s. So it's a far trip. It's a far trip. Even if you have no fans, that's a far trip. Yeah. Um, it's no fun getting full court pressed in someone else's house. How about this? UVA currently six and a half point favorite. On uh, I'll take Syracuse. On Houston, UVA yeah, wins I'll close games. I'll take Houston to cover that. For uh, sure. I'm seeing Furman as a five point favorite against Greensboro. I think your angle is probably to play Furman because they they lost a couple in a row. Um, 
And I'm also seeing uh, what I covered. What's the other? I'm not seeing a line. Oh, that's because it played today. Uh, so yeah, those are uh, Utah State's a seven-point favorite against UNLV. I would take UNLV in the point. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll take UNLV in the points. I don't know actually. I don't like that game. Um, okay, but those are the ones we have lines on for now. Yeah, for Monday, you hop into Tuesday's action, and what I was trying to do here is is okay. So. It, some people were saying that, uh, Hey, yeah, you opened up recapping the past three or four days yeah, before you hopped into the weekend preview. And I'm like, uh, yes, that's true. I did do that, but I was only doing that because we're trying to build up on me and Nick show. Yeah. I want the lay fan to know the implications going on within the conference. Sure. All right. Yeah. Trying to build up the games that uh, well, otherwise I think that's natural is to recap first and yeah. then, well, I'm not doing it this episode. So am right. I fucking this whole thing up? No. I, well, <laughs> I, and I dragged this, I dragged this into that because I, uh, and I think both, you know, highlight the implications of these games. I, I just wanted to talk about, you know, Hey, here's this tool I found. That's going to help me understand what we're looking at here. And obviously, you know, all right, well, let's go back to our old plan of recapping. Then we'll, we'll recap and then I'll go through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday games. Uh, okay. Perfect. Okay. So this past uh, Saturday, Patty C the Duke blue devils took on the Louisville Cardinals. Actually, we should start off with Friday. Yeah. Can we start, start off with Friday? Um, Michigan, Purdue. Wow. Yeah. Jalen Howard. They're a one seat getting it done. I mean the big 10, Dude, the Big Ten is so confusing. What is it? Indiana beats Iowa on Friday. Yeah, lose to Rutgers. Loses to Rutgers. You were on Rutgers though. Yeah, Rutgers uh, lost to uh, Penn State. Yeah. So we just had basically the worst team in the conference. <laughs> no, beat no, no, Nebraska is the worst. But okay. The second, second worst, worst yeah. team in the conference beat a team that just beat a team that was what number three in the nation. Yeah. You want to talk about the power of the big 10 that you've been preaching about, dude, I, I look and I, I'm not, I'm telling you, let's just throw them all in there except Nebraska. Yeah. If you're trying to get in, what is it? Like th- what? Th- 38 of the best teams. 30. Did you say 30? Well, well, you're trying to do 68. There's 30. I think there's traditionally 31 bids, but there's no Ivy league. So 30 bids. Yeah. Okay. Automatically happen. So, uh, uh, 38 additional at large bids. Yeah. And you're telling me that my, and then you subtract the team that wins the big 10 tournament and yeah. Nebraska. Yeah. So yeah, four, 40, 40 slots for, uh, you can fit those 10. Teams, I mean, maybe or, I you keep, you. maybe you keep one more out in Penn state. We said, we just didn't, we just see Maryland. Uh, well, Maryland lost to, to, uh, Maryland lost to Michigan, but they didn't Maryland beat somebody else. Maryland beat somebody else. Maryland that, crushed, um, Minnesota, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's my, you're telling me they're not a tournament team. I don't know that I fully buy into that. Yeah. Northwestern. What about Northwestern? They are trending out, but Penn yeah. state's trending in Yeah. Penn state can just grab a, a, a win or two. Yeah. With Rutgers and Northwestern. See now that's something that's interesting to me. If we could uh, isolate the teams in the, on the bubble from the big 10, then, well, I mean, all, I mean, look, the problem those is, games is start to mean something. The, prob- the problem is, is that I don't know that they're going to, so I would say Maryland on the bubble, Northwestern Penn state got tons of work. They got work to do. Uh, I would even say that, I mean, Michigan state's a name brand, so they'll probably find a way to get them in. Um, but I think that, that they could end up losing a lot of their next couple games. So it wouldn't shock me. I, 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 I doubt they're going to put in that many. I think they'll put in 10 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But, so that means who's out Nebraska, 
Penn State. You got to figure Northwestern at this point, mm-hmm. and then potentially Maryland. But Mar- but Maryland could easily end up ahead of Michigan State. But Michigan State's a name brand. Yeah, Maryland just whooped up on the number seventeen team in the Maryland country. Maryland won at Wisconsin. Yeah, what do I you mean? Want? They they have big time wins. They also have losses. But I mean, like, yeah, it, it's it's. I don't know. It's tough to tell. Okay. When you consider that Maryland is nine and seven overall and three and six in conference means they're what uh, five and one out, yeah, of out of conference. Yeah. They're a good right. team. The problem is that the strength of schedule wasn't that great at a conference, them. but, but yeah. it, I don't care. I don't care, dude. When you watch them, you see good players on that team and yeah. you say, this is a good team that could be on the right night. It wouldn't shock me if they beat fucking Baylor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, Sorry, six and one out of conference. Same difference that way. Uh, okay, so that was Friday. Friday. What else? Uh, Friday, the games that stood out to me. It was kind of actually a shitty slate. Uh, I think the second best game was in the Big Ten. Where was it? Oh no, it got canceled. It was in the Big Ten, but it got canceled. So um, that was really the game that stood out. If I had to pick a second best game, it was probably Georgia State and App State. Seton Hall Butler got postponed. Yeah. Georgia State App State. Um. Oh, but I thought ball state, Ohio was compelling somewhat. Um, but okay. Then, then we hop into Saturday. Yeah. Duke Louisville, Patty C. And, and once again, uh, are we, are we at the point you, you gotta be relishing this, right? Oh, of course. I mean, this we, is the best. There are five. The blue devils are five and five. Yeah. Coach K just went off on some fucking <laughs> internet chat you know. show. Right? That's when you know it's, it's, it's great. And th- this is the part you should savor is their meltdown. Well, yeah, exactly. And they got Georgia Tech next, so I think I would argue Georgia Tech's playing as good as ball as almost anybody. I know Virginia just beat them, but I'm saying I, I think Georgia Tech's one of the better teams in the ACC this year. I know it's in Durham. I know they're desperate. So, and I I do think there's a huge coaching edge there. The one thing that keeps me back from being bullish on Georgia Tech is the coaching angle. Yeah, the game is in Durham. You said. Yeah. When are they playing? Are they playing oh, on Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Well, if Duke loses that. Well, well, tell me the win here. They got Georgia Tech, Clemson, Miami, UNC next. Maybe Miami. Maybe Miami. Yeah. I don't think they're beating anyone else, right? But they, but 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 at the same time, Clemson's a team that's definitely trending in the wrong direction at the moment. Yeah. Fresh off an ass kicking. Yeah, they too. could win yeah. any of those games. Yeah. But I would predict them to win two or. Well, even if they go two and two, you're sitting at seven and seven. And okay, you got Notre Dame after that. I'll give them that one. Eight and seven. But it doesn't get that much at NC State. I would favor NC State eight and eight. Then they're at Wake Forest. Okay, nine and eight. Then home to Virginia, nine and nine. Home to Syracuse, maybe, maybe. Uh, At this point, I would take Syracuse. Me too. So nine and ten. Home to Louisville. Well, we just saw that, but I mean, it was a good game. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think I mean, who who does Duke have? I'm looking at their team leaders here. Matthew hurt. Well, actually one of their better players is Jalen Johnson. Who's been injured. The problem is, is continuity. Yeah. They've had, they've been, they've been hit with some, you know, some injuries, Um, but yes, they're not as good even with everyone fully healthy and playing at the same level. Yeah. Um, I mean, are any of these dudes like consider potential high draft picks? Yes. I believe there's one and there's a couple potential one and done's on this team. But once again, I don't know. I mean, it's too early to truly tell. Yeah. I mean, a guy putting up Matthew hurts getting uh 19 and eight right now. I was impressed against Louisville, man. The guy hit some shots that I thought were like really hard shots. Gotcha. Um, I mean, that, that sounds like a guy that's, you know, a typ- typically a Duke guy that puts up 19 and eight's got some pro potential. So 
Um, they're probably not a terrible team. It's pr- probably still super talented. Obviously, what what do they have? Uh, the problem is, is their best win is Notre Dame. Yeah, that definitely hurts. Notre Dame hasn't done shit yet. Duke's uh, recruiting class last year ranked number three, four, five stars on that recruiting class. Jalen Johnson was uh, one of those five stars. Jeremy DJ, DJ Stewart was one as well. That's the ones you got to watch out for. Johnson Stewart could be one and done still. Uh, Roach, I don't believe so. But so these guys just maybe it's just they're not playing. They're, I mean, they're obviously not uh, five star production like uh, Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett, and Cam Reddish. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, it's just, I guess when you're recruiting, sometimes you hit, sometimes you don't, you know, I guess that is the problem with relying on uh, a f- true freshman. To well, k- the COVID also, I don't think they had a big enough that you normally get a preseason. Yeah. You get to develop. Yeah. Some. Um, but also I, I just think that basketball is changing and that's the point I've been making yeah. on the, uh, uh, on this, this beautiful fucking show for a long time now. Um, all right. Before we talk more about Saturday's games, I want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by win bet, baby. You got to sign up. This is $500 risk-free. Yes. A $500 risk-free bet. Send in your first win bet screenshot to podcast at sports gambling podcast.com to get a free t-shirt as well. So we're going to put a shirt on your back and give you $500. What, what are you missing here? All right. This isn't a pyramid scheme. We're not asking for you to, uh, you know, to get your, get your fucking little right. brother's friends to, <laughs> to go on board here. Although that would be appreciated. Um, <laughs> yeah, we should make the, the college yeah, experience yeah, a pyramid yeah. scheme. I, that would be great, dude. <laughs> you buy, you're buying a, a load of shit from us, but then you sell it <laughs> to your friends and everyone's on board. And by the time you guys figure out the college experience is a load of shit, I mean the sandwich. That's right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, that you paid for. Uh, okay. So, so look, uh, it's a great deal though. You get a free t-shirt, $500, tons of boosted bets, including a wheel spin to boost parlays. Perfect for hashtag DJs only win bet is currently online in New Jersey and Colorado. And guess what? Michigan is coming soon. And you better believe more States are on the way. Patty. See, I saw Virginia legalized sports gambling. Oh, wow. If Virginia is doing it. Yeah. That's the last place you would think would be doing it. I still don't like, I saw my friends post this. I saw our, one of our friends started a group on, on, on social media. Yeah. And I'm like, is this real? Dude, I haven't been to Virginia in a while. You know, I've I've done one of those stupid things where you like click through every state and what like the defining characteristic of it is or whatever. They they have one where the define the what word is the first word that pops up on a Google search? Why is this state, you know, dot dot dot? And what is the first word that came up? Virginia is why is this state so strict? Why is Virginia so strict? It's the strictest state in probably the whole fucking country, and they're legalizing gambling at this point. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's, it's everywhere. It's well, everywhere. I mean, it, dude, it is. Okay. Yeah. Online. Yeah. Everything goes in sport. I'm, I'm reading about it right now. Yeah. We're good. Boom. It's rocking. It's nationwide folks. March, 2020. The pa- it passed. So now it is. Yeah. It's, it's taking effect. It's too. Yeah. Too. Hell yeah. Um, okay. Now bet or wait, I was still in the middle of a fucking ad read here. Just ditching it. Um, <laughs> If WinBet isn't active in your state, you can still get a free T-shirt by referring a friend. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win. That's W Y N N. Um, okay, back to the action that was uh Saturday college basketball. The Houston Cougars keep rolling, rolling, rolling. 
that quote isn't that a Limp Biscuit song? I too? believe so. There yes. You go. Um, keeping our Fred Durst love alive. Yeah, here. keeping that. Hopefully, he's out there plowing you know, another dime. Uh, wouldn't it be great if like he just added like Kardashian to that list? He should. God, that would be the best. Uh, we're we're he's I'm, already the best, dude. Find take, me a better. We should do it. Yeah. Actually, you know what you want to do? That would be the greatest list. We should do that. Greatest for the plow list for the uh, for the for the for March Madness. I'm down. Who's got the best resume? Yeah, of fucking Jeter's up there. Jeter's Jeter is up there. Dude, that story you told about Jeter. Oh, oh man, <laughs> I have a. Uh, did I tell that on air? I think you did. Okay, I'll tell. I'll, I'll ask me uh, in that March. For, yeah, yeah, I'll say it in March. Uh, Creighton takes care of business against UConn. UConn without Book Knight, and uh, their best player, and uh, obviously off back to back losses. So that was a huge win for them. Virginia Tech dropped. Uh, dropped. An, uh, they got. Destroyed Syracuse is kind of kind of finding some things out. That's why it's interesting tomorrow against Virginia. Yeah, dude, they they whooped Miami Tech by, and Virginia Tech by eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that game's suddenly compelling. And then uh, what else on, on Saturday did we really find compelling? Green, Greensboro beats a good Chattanooga team that was compelling to me. Um, it was interesting in the Mac case or Kent State and Toledo. That's Keep an eye on both those teams. I expect them to probably be the last two, maybe Akron uh, in the Mac. But uh, okay, then you got uh, Kentucky got it done. Kentucky yeah. answers, you know, answers the bell. And they're still a team that could win the SEC tournament. As are much we, as we're doing this, are you of that opinion that they have that? Well, capability? it's not like North Carolina last year. North Carolina last year, I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Put them in the ACC. They'll like, be out in the Kentucky, first round. Kentucky, it's like, no, they're still. Incredibly talented. Yeah. Duke this year, I don't think can do it. Yeah. Right. I don't, but I don't think they can win the ACC tournament. Probably not. That's a they lot. They need I mean, a lot of help. They need someone to take down a bunch of those other schools. I guess. I mean, here, the, the thing is any team in the ACC at this point is beatable. If UVA is the cream of the crop in the ACC, Duke could beat UVA on the right day, but they would have to do that one or two times or three times. They have to be, yeah. There's like five teams as yeah. good as UVA right yeah. now. Uh, 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 yeah, exactly. And then, uh, but Kentucky answering the call. Um, so perhaps there is a little bit of, no, I don't think there's life really, but if they get hot, we've seen it before, I guess with, uh, with Calipari where like, we think, I mean, we've never seen it this bad. Yeah. But, but I can yeah. tell you that team is talented. Yeah. I mean, he, what we, I wanted to pull that one up. We just had to, yeah. I mean, Kentucky last year, had the number one recruiting class in the country, two five stars in Brandon Boston. But their schedule is so fucking brutal, dude. Yeah. They're, they're five and nine right now. And they're at Alabama on Tuesday. Then they're home to Texas on Saturday. Then at Missouri next Tuesday. Then home to Tennessee. And then home to Arkansas. The next five teams they play are probably like top 35 yeah, the teams. The only way they're getting in the tournament is, is winning the conference championship game. If they go like three and two there though, I think it could really boost their chances. Right. You think, I mean, they, if they can, what do they, what did I say? They're five and nine. If they can somehow go three and two during that stretch, then there'd be what? Eight and 11. They got Vandy after that. I'm, I'm wondering if they can somehow get to like 12 and 11 or, or one game above 500 and then win a game or two in the conference tournament. And then the fact that they're Kentucky and they're, I will say this, they're at a conference schedule is they played Kansas. They played Richmond. They played North Carolina. They played Louisville out of conference and Texas out of conference. How they do in those games though. They lost. But my point is, is though your strength of schedule will be up there. 
Yeah, but if you don't fucking if you lose all your games against Buddy, they, teams that are better than you, <laughs> like, they want to put this Kentucky in. So that's that was a question that like th- there's another thing that I haven't watched. There, you don't. I haven't watched Blue Bloods, you know, on the bubble before. It's just not something I've been paying attention to. I'm guessing though, you're right. They were, they're going to bump their seating up and they're going to put them in if they're otherwise. Let's on the just bubble. play devil's advocate here. They're at Bama lost because I don't think they actually can beat Bama. They're home to Texas. I don't think they can beat Texas. Yeah. But this is where I think I wouldn't be shocked if they won at Missouri. Yeah. And then let's say they lose to Tennessee. No, let's say they beat Missouri, Tennessee, and Arkansas. And they're three and two. And they're sitting now at uh, what, eight and eight and 11? With what left on the schedule? Vandy. When? Nine and 11. Yeah. Then they get 10. I'm sorry. They get Auburn first. Winnable. Winnable. In Lexington. Yeah. That could be. If they figure it out and they. That could be nine and 11. Yeah. At Vandy, 10 and 11. At Tennessee, that's a tough game. Yeah. Uh, Winnable. Yeah. I'll say they lose. I'll say they split Tennessee. I'm not thinking they beat them twice. Right. Uh, Then home to A&M. They can win that. So 11 and 12 home to Florida. Probably a loss, but But it's in Lexington. Wouldn't shock me if they're getting better Then certainly if they Uh, can pull one more ups and then at Ole Miss, that's a winnable game. Okay. I'm saying if they're 13 and 12, how, how deep into the sec tournament do they need to go? If they're sitting at 15 and 12, and I think they're going to have the one of the better strength of schedules in all of college basketball. Yeah. Hey, a couple rounds of the sec tournament. I'm saying if they could grab those. So 15, if they're 12 and 13, Oh, 12. So if, or if they're 13 and 12 or 12 and 13, I think I said 13 and 12, if they can win two rounds in there and be 15 and And 13, 13, I bet you they get in with their strength of schedule. I bet you they get in. All right, Kentucky. They're you're still alive. According to Colby Dent. I bet you they get in. If that's the case. All right. We shall see. We'll be, I'll be watching Um, Kentucky is surprisingly, Interesting at this point in the season. I mean, not that they're not typically interesting, but you're looking at them as a national title contender. You're not paying attention to them. I mean, they could still win the. They're not on the SEC. brink of elimination yeah. this early, typically. Um, what else do we got going here? Uh, but that was a. I mean, LSU is a team that's just defensively has just been a fucking mess. How about we were all on Providence? Providence got smoked by Villanova. I don't understand how that line was like that, but they. I don't know. It was 25 point loss. No, a 15 point loss. And Clemson got owned by Florida state. Clemson had beaten Florida state prior and had really looked over the past few years. I feel like they've played Florida state. Well, not the case here. I, I know you locked that up. I almost locked that up. Um, yeah, that was ugly. Ohio state, Wisconsin. That uh, was a huge game. See that one was like, cause conference seating is huge. Now with Michigan beating Purdue on Friday, dude, Ohio state, is like full of surprises. You know, I, I, that's a team I have a hard time, like figuring out who they are. I mean, yeah. and that's typical, I guess, of the carnage in the big 10 this year, but like, I, I don't know how to bet on them. And it really kind of, I get agitated when I have to make a bet anytime they play. Cause I don't know what to expect from them. Yeah. Well, they've been banged up a lot. EJ Lydell missed a bunch of games. I know uh, some others missed some games too. So uh, then you have VCU take down Dayton in the A10. Dayton have been trending ever since Chase Johnson quit the team. They've been playing a lot better, but VCU finds a way to continue to overachieve. Um, UCLA loses at Stanford in the game I was on. Um, oh, that was awesome! I was watching that one. 
Dude, that was a great game, right? Yeah. Stanford. I mean, that that who's that little uh point guard with the uh the dreadlocks on UCLA? Oh, uh it's uh he is tough in the lane. He made the game uh It's uh I know his fucking name, dude. It's uh is it uh, Jaquez? I'll have to look it up. But uh what's it called? Yeah, he 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 could have won the game in I think he sent it to overtime. I think he he got to the line and put him up by one at the end of uh, overtime. I think you're then, thinking of Jack West. He's, a, I think, their leading scorer. And then, uh, what's it called? The um, no, it wasn't Jack Quez. It was oh, it's Tiger Campbell. Then. Yeah, with Tiger the crazy Campbell. hair. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but man, did they leave that dude butt naked? That backdoor cutter. I was watching it. I was slightly hammered though. Yeah, man. I mean, the, the, <laughs> it was a nice play by Stanford. You don't expect Mick Cronin to just leave a guy butt naked at the buzzer, but Stanford's kind of like, I consider Miami of the, of the PAC 12 because they've been dinged up all year. And I think they're actually, when everyone's healthy, I wouldn't want to play them if I'm in the PAC 12 tournament. Yeah. Um, that, that was a comp- that O'Connell guy. He's pretty good. Yeah. And, and then the, the big man is a stud too. Yeah, That big man's awesome. Um, uh, what else was a compelling game on Saturday? Uh, we saw Arkansas take down handle. Uh, okay. How about uh, well, Bama? That, that's one of the best storylines in college basketball this year. The Alabama Crimson Tide. They continue to roll. They take down Mississippi state, Ben Helen squad. Uh, I know that, like I said, they get Kentucky at, in Tuscaloosa on Tuesday. That's one of the best matchups. Uh, I just, I just find Alabama's team fun. Yeah. You said they're uh, super athletic. Yeah. They're a fun team to watch, man. Uh, so the Crimson Tide, could they continue to roll and run away with the SEC? Um, what what was another one? Flo- How about this? Florida, Georgia, Florida with everyone out. That dude, I know. Talk about a high scoring game. Shit, ninety two to eighty four. I know Oates is is not going to get. Or I, I'm sorry, I know Oates is going to get Coach of the Year, but uh, but man, what Mike White is doing in Florida, it's impressive considering everyone, all the players they've missed. Yeah. And the way that they continue to still win. Still balling. The Gators, see? That's a blue blood now, apparently, huh? Guess so. <laughs> we uh according to our uh our review. Uh Georgia Tech covers against UVA. I know you were on UVA like the filthy scum you were, but Virginia turned it around. What's up with Jay Huff, huh? Well, I saw David Teal, a longtime UVA uh beat writer and or Virginia Tech Virginia sports in general beat writer. Put something on. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if it was Ken Palms or who, whatever the uh, rating system had. Jay Huff, the ninth best player statistically, impactfully in the country. Although when I went on NBADraft.net, not projected to go within the first two rounds of the draft. That's why I was like, get the fuck when you tagged me, and then I was like, dude, statistical uh, significance. Well, I think college basketball, he's a very good player. Yeah, uh, just uh, doesn't project well to the way next better. Level. I remember I was making like I think the year against Texas Tech. Two years ago, yeah, I was giving you a hard time. I said he was a poor man's Mike, uh, Marcus Canby. Yeah, I was like, dude, get the fuck out of here. But (laughs) hey, he's been playing good, man. Put up five blocks the other day, a little Canby esque. Yeah, I mean, dude, and he had like sixteen points. I feel like something like that. He had like he had a money stat line. Um, but the, but the Wahoos starting to get it together. I feel like Tony Bennett year in year out, we see this. And I think they're always one of the look from, from I always made fun of Patty C. Cause I was like, man, offensively, they can be fucking boring. Yeah. But I still think one of the more compelling things to watch each year is watch Virginia. The first week of the season, 
watch them. I mean, I watched them the whole year and then yeah. just, it's, it's the pro the, the progress that's made throughout the whole year. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it's because I'm a fan, but I just find their, I find their players interesting. You know, basically you have the little bulldog Kihei Clark, you yeah. know, he's a true point guard. He's, he's not going to do shit at the pro level. He's probably not going to make it as a pro, but he'll have tons of years of experience. He's leading the charge. And then now they have how uh, they have a bunch of dudes that can shoot. Yeah, that's know? what I'm saying. I think that's why they, they say it's the, their best offensive yeah, team. I ever. mean, Huff can pop out. He's got three point range. Hauser, Walden Tensai. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't even seen them really utilize that big time recruit Abdul Rahim yet. Yeah. Beekman, uh, there's a couple deal, but Abdul Rahim sitting on the end of the fucking bench and uh, you know, whatever, I guess if and he's, he's like cool. their best recruit ever. Right. <laughs> exactly. Hey, so kudos to Tony Bennett for getting it done. Yeah. Um, what other ones really stuck out? Oregon state. Oh, watch out for the beavers. Beavers are getting hot at the right time. I understand the ducks were without some of their better players, but I don't care. Oregon state has now, I think rattled off a couple of I mean, this is a team that was really struggling earlier in the year. I think they lost to Portland, Terry, Terry Porter squad. Um, they just, so they beat Arizona state last, uh, well, essentially a week ago. Then they went and beat USC. Then they take down Oregon at Oregon. This team might be coming together. And I actually thought this was kind of compelling because I predicted him to be to be bad this year. This coach is kind of coaching for his job, and what he did because they got destroyed with graduation last year is he went the grad transfer route, brought in a bunch of different grad transfers from so, so maybe they're coming together. Maybe they're just coming together at the right time. Oregon State, how what's their record? They're sitting at uh, eight and five, four and three in conference. But when you look in conference, you could say with with UCLA just losing. Dude, I mean USC is sitting uh, with six and two, so they're only one loss. And they back. just beat USC. Yeah. So when you add that into to it, I'm I, like, I was joking around with NC Nick talking, and I'm saying I'm not taking the win the conference, but at the same time, it's like if you're a fucking Beaver fan, why not? Right. Why Especially not? come conference tourney time, you know. I mean, if UCLA could lose to Stanford, they could probably lose to Oregon State. You yeah. know. I mean, I think it's a wide open. Yeah. I think it's wide open. I I don't believe UCLA is as good as that record indicates. UCLA uh they played Arizona State with with I think four of their top like seven players out. Yeah. And they beat Arizona State in overtime. UCLA struggled against Washington. They got uh I'd say against Colorado that was like a neck and neck game and they just got the win. I mean kudos to them to get in the win, but I just when I watch them I can't just say oh they're definitely the best team in the Pac-12. I'm not buying. I still think Oregon's actually the best team. When Oregon's healthy, but the problem is is Nafali Dante's injured. He's gone for the year. And then they got other guys that are dinged up right now. So they're, they're kind of uh reliable yeah. up in the air. Would you say you have beaver fever? I do get that. I always got that beaver fever, you know, there you go. Not yeah. beaver, not, not just beaver. beaver beaver. Yeah. 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 The hairy, the hairier, the better. Um, so they say, uh, <laughs> let's see what else. Who's they Yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm they, <laughs> uh, so we're, that was Bill Walton probably agrees with you. Well, yeah, that's right. I could see him being right. Hippies, uh, hippies are into that all natural. Um, should we skip on to Sunday? Yes, we should skip on to Sunday. Hold on. Missouri did take down Tennessee in a rematch that, that was Kwanzaa Martin's quietly doing a great job at uh, Missouri. And I still think they're kind of a player in the sec. If Bama gets upset here or there, 
Uh, but yeah, Sunday, then you got Rutgers. They are quiet, Missouri. They are, dude. I'm telling you. We'll keep an eye out on the on the Tigers. We Tigers. Um, well, how about actually? Hold on. There's another one on Saturday I want to talk about. Yeah, North Carolina. Oh, I was gonna wondering if you're gonna touch on that. Didn't uh, wasn't NC State in that game? North Carolina's gonna make the tournament. They they were they were at one point. I mean, I I gotta be honest. I got pretty shit hammered on Saturday. <laughs> I was at a sports book, but I, I, it, it's kind of blurry a little bit. So yeah. it's COVID. It was my birthday. All right. All right. You caught bits and pieces. Time. All right. right. <laughs> uh, another one was Baylor. We thought Oklahoma state. I mean, me and NC Nick thought Oklahoma state w- w- would be primed for the upset against Baylor. Baylor looks like the best team in the country, dude. Well, that's what ESPN says. 25% chance of winning it all. No, I don't believe about 25% chance though. That's too much. You got to get out of here with that. I wonder how many number one seeds overall typically would win the uh, national championship. We'll have to look those stats up. Uh, Maybe that's based up, but I'm saying that I wonder the, if that happens. The new about and improved 25%. college basketball. <laughs> right. Back the, in the day, it yeah, might've been 25%. Yeah. Okay. Fair um, enough. So yeah, that, that, that was a, I mean, North Carolina is a team that I don't know how they're doing it. Cause I don't think they're very good when I watch. I mean, they are improving. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, we got uh, Sunday Rutgers, Indiana Rutgers, kind of a team. I think they should be in. I think they should be in. Yeah. But they're they're weird. They they lost to Penn State and they got housed by Michigan State. But yet Indi- taking some tough L's. But yet they beat Indiana. Right. They just beat Iowa. Figure out the Big Ten. Get back to me. Right. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on in that conference. Besides good basketball, how about Navy drops drops that overtime back to back game? You know, the service academies. I feel like we got to do a segment every week on the service academies. Yeah, <laughs> because Army, Navy, VMI, and the Citadel are playing ball this year. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm you know again someone who hasn't been paying attention to the teams in the bottom half of college basketball for his whole life. Army, Navy, and any other uh, service academy type of uh, school. I would think would have the worst basketball in the nation. You know, you take undersized element of football, right? Undersized and under athletic element of the, the service academies that you see in football because you're not able to recruit because people don't want to f- sign up for the fucking army when they go to college to play basketball Yeah. then or football, you multiply that in basketball. You know, you would think the talent disp- discrepancy would be that much bigger. And I think traditionally it has been, am I not? Am I mistaken there? Yeah, well, not since the David Robinson days. Right. Um, one of the softest centers of all. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm joking. But um, it's starting. To, it looks like what are they doing to uh, improve? I don't know. I, I actually was impressed last year when they played UVA. I remember thinking, dude, I was texting you, being like, dude, UVA is about to take an L to the Navy. Yeah. And uh, maybe but, it's the tempo thing because uh, we did see Citadel and. Uh, Fucking VMI going at it. I, I kind of want to check Ken well, Palm. Look, Navy's 10 and 2, and their two losses are to Army and Maryland. Army in overtime. So they only, in regulation, they've only lost one game. Uh, and another thing is, Army is sitting there at 10 and 2, as, or sitting there, I'm sorry, at 9 and 4 as well. So. Service Academy sports are on the rise. I mean, Army beat Buffalo, who's a player in the MAC. Uh, they only lost to Florida by 7. Yeah. They split with Colgate who I expect to be, you know, they split with Colgate and Navy, the two best teams other than them in their conference. Give it up for the black Knights, Black Knights, the midshipmen. This is great. 
They're this mi- is great to watch. Middle of the pack in terms of tempo, so I guess that doesn't apply across the board for Army. Let me see where Navy. Navy appears on the bottom half of the country uh, in terms of tempo, so we're going to have to figure it out. We're going to have to do some research and figure out how the hell Dude, Navy these- beat Georgetown at Georgetown by seven. There it is. Well, you know what, what you would expect from any service academy is fucking discipline. And so maybe they just play a super disciplined style. Well, well, here's the thing. Well, maybe they only have, want to go there more than we know. These teams only have seven or eight games left in their yeah. season. Yeah. Some of these conferences couldn't have the budget that they, they, they were, you know, trying to decide with COVID how this will shake, shake out. But I mean, I look at a Navy schedule right now and they're doing the back-to-back thing to save a buck. So uh, they got two games against Loyola left, two games against American, two games against Lafayette and two more against army. So they get four, four locations. Well, the at a conference games yeah. didn't happen for the mid majors as much. Cause teams didn't want to take that travel. Yeah. So they had to double up uh home. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, I don't think traditionally they play that many times. Um, so there you have that. I mean, th- this is, I think sp- it's a smart move though. You know, you got to get the games in. But I'm saying there's eight games left for Navy. So them losing today in overtime, that's a pretty fucking huge loss. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The games, obviously when there are less of them, each one has a, high, a bigger implication. Um, and then uh, what else was today? Memphis. How, that's, that's, you want to talk about the team that it was underachieving under Penny Hardaway that could really cause problems. It's the, it's the Memphis Tigers. I, I look at our starting five and I go, this team should be in the fucking, uh, you know, like elite eight. Yeah. Sitting there at eight and five, four and two in conference, which is good for uh number three in the American. They're a weird team, dude. And I know he brings in a lot of, fr- he brought in a lot of freshmen. So maybe he's suffering a little bit of that freshman. Uh, hey, we, we recruit our ass off, but we got to be able to be able to play soon. Yeah. Um, But I can tell you they, they, they're getting much better. Uh, they just beat to Wichita state by a lot. There's no chance they catch Houston for but that. I think in the conference championship, they could get them. They're tall, man. And Houston's guard. Like, I, and I love Houston. I'm yeah. taking Houston to win the conference. Yeah. But Houston, I think they kind of the have a good formula. If they do They're Memphis is really good defensively and they're a lanky and athletic team. Yeah. And when you're guard heavy, and when you struggle at the bigs, which is what right. Houston does, when they clog the perimeter with yes. those long arms, yes, I could see Memphis giving them fits. Now, hopefully, if you're a Houston fan, hopefully you don't see them in the, in the conference tournament. Hopefully, Memphis takes an L to uh, somebody else. Interesting. We will see. We'll save this little uh, soundbite here and see how that plays out. Exactly. And then uh, we saw we saw Bradley take down. Oh, I'm sorry, we saw Loyola take down Bradley, which I talked about. Uh, and then Western Kentucky take down middle Tennessee, Western Kentucky one to watch that. We, we talked about uh Bassey. They're a team that oh, can yeah. really young uh, Elijah one. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> dream. Uh, how about Miami loses to Notre Dame? That was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and Washington seems to be getting it together. Washington, uh, a team that we were all puzzled by from a talent perspective. I know Nesmaya Carter quit the team, but I looked at this team and I go, this is a talented roster. Yeah. They were like one in they 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 were horrible. When did Washington they won the uh regular season in the Pac-12 within the past few years? I think so. A like couple years, years back. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I couldn't really find but now they they beat Colorado, then they beat Utah, 
They almost beat UCLA the third game. So uh, the thir- three games ago was the U- was the UCLA game. They almost beat them there. Yeah. Then they beat Colorado. Then they beat Utah. It's a weird. The Pac-12 is up up for up for grabs still. Now I know they they're they're not going to be able to probably do this in the regular season, but it wouldn't shock me because they have talent if they could make a run. So keep Washington an, all of a sudden rising from their grave. Keep an eye on the Huskies. Um, and then San Diego state takes care of business against air force. Again, you texted me about this, about oh San my Diego gosh. state. Nick and I took uh, air force to cover. I looked at the score. They're down 73 to 25 and it was 11 minutes left in the game. I, I thought they were going to lose by like over a hundred points. They, they almost beat our record there. <laughs> we lost by 96 points in a uh, intramural game. Granted we were playing against what I imagine was multiple college yeah. basketball well, guys that were probably better than air forces players. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, you had to guard the gunner. I got. I, had, I guarded Sam Perkins. I, yeah, you got a guy that looked exactly like Sam Perkins. <laughs> I guarded a guy who put seventy-five points on me. <laughs> I, I I went man to man, and my guy my, got my seventy spilled on me. <laughs> <laughs> how, 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 you, you go home and tell your girlfriend that, honey. Tonight a guy scored seventy-five. We didn't hook up for a month and a half <laughs> after that, and it wasn't because of her. It was because of me. I had my manhood stripped from me. Dude, this guy was running wind sprints and just catch and shoot. He was on fire, game. dude. Ridiculous. He was on fire. I, I, it was just classic. I was loving it. <laughs> um, even the ref, I love it with like 30 seconds left. Or And I checked myself out the game because I didn't want to be a part of this misery. <laughs> and and when uh, that horn blew, you were nowhere to be found. Oh, man. The ref's telling me. I, I, I don't even know if it was 40 seconds. It was probably like five minutes left. Mm-hmm. And the refs, they're at the free throw line, and I'm at the I'm at the. Who's in the bathroom? <laughs> uh, well, you, Crying. You, but you know how like the one guy goes back to like half court. Yeah. Because it was like a fast break. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I just stayed back there. <laughs> at the fa- he got fouled, and I just stayed back yeah, there. Yeah, you're the you're the guy. And the refs, the refs talking to me. He's like walking up the court, and he goes, "I've been ref for 23 years. I ain't <laughs> never seen some shit like this." And I'm just sitting there like, bro, fuck Damn. him, fuck you. He spent his whole life doing this. Fuck <laughs> you, fuck this whole team. <laughs> I, I and I wanted to do four corners, man, but no one wanted to do it. I was saying, let's dribble the fucking clock out. When they were up thirty, I was like, okay, yeah, they're better at every single position. Like their worst player is better than all. Hang out the cleats. Let me tell you what. Coaching a high school football game before, (laughs) I did running clock at halftime. (laughs) Yeah, you got to do it. Down uh, that happened in college football this year. You're down thirty nothing. I said. No, <laughs> that happened in college football this year. I forget who its team it was. They uh, they started doing I think running it was clock. Maybe someone against Kansas. They yeah. did running clock. <laughs> um. All right, hold on. We're going to talk more college basketball in a second. Here. I want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Yes, I was just in Vegas. I won. All right, I'm better than Vegas, but no, better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but what for? Uh, for hashtag DJs only care about, which is sports betting. The best part is you, you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGP anchor where I'm undefeated currently by the Patty C boom. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page, sports slash BTV. So you don't miss any of our videos. If you're subscribed, you'll get a notification every time a new SGPN video is posted. Uh, so go to sports slash BTV to subscribe to our better than Vegas page today. Yes. That's sports slash BTV. All right. I also tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by better edge. Better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. And the best part is it allows you to bet with no vig since you're buying 
you know, you're buying positions from other sports betters. There's no house. You can play, uh, you know, in 40 States. So we're working on getting to 50, but 40 is a good number, right? Uh, plus they're going to be doing a weekly college basketball contest on Wednesdays and Saturdays, $10 to enter. And each user will start with a balance of a thousand dollar edge coins to wager on the games. The, uh, the player with the highest earnings will take the entire pool of entry fees. It's a battle Royale winner. Take all find the link under the uh, competitions tab. Sign up today at betteredge.com. Use the promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's betteredge, B E T T O R edge.com. Promo code SGP. Um, but I just found another interesting one. We got projections on this ESPN page, and you are able to see not, not only the uh, national tournament, not uh, NCAA tournament, but also the conference projections. Uh, who's projected to win their conference and by what percentage? Look at Winthrop sitting there as the most dominant oh, team in sure. their conference. They're nasty. 99.3% chance to They're win the big gunning South. away. This, that team's just lighting threes up left and right. Um, and, and as my father says, Houston, the Cougars next, um, 97.8% chance of winning the American at this but point. Watch out for Memphis or is this regular season? They're probably let's say. see. Uh, well that's uh, oh yeah. The conference yeah, regular yeah, yeah. season. Okay. So yeah, you don't have the tournament there. Um, also, that's- that's the best to the bid stealing. Yeah. 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 Oh, look at, look at that. Houston sitting at 97.8% chance to win the regular season and uh, SMU at number two with the 2% chance of winning that. Obviously How I about guess. ECU uh, ECU strong with less than 0.1% chance to still win. Still alive, baby. Still alive. Still alive. Mathematically. Um, okay. So look, I, we previewed Monday's action, Tuesday action, uh, college basketball. There's a lot of good stuff out there. Um, we don't have lines on these games yet, but I, I do think Oklahoma at Texas, we get the red river shootout basketball style. Yes. Um, that's must watch TV Tuesday. Also Kentucky, Alabama. I mentioned, I think that's compelling Ben Hallen, Mississippi state. They're going to need a big win here in Tennessee. Rick Barnes. They kind of been fading. I don't know how the hell they're in the, still ranked um, North Carolina at Pitt. Tell me that's not compelling. Yes. Tell me that's not compelling right there. That's like a pl- that's a, a big time game in the ACC right well, there. Well, it's funny because uh, before you had said that Duke had a desperately needed win against Pitt, but they didn't get it. Yeah, and now we'll see if uh, well Pitt now can I think it, down. I, I think it's kind of uh, you know big for both because yeah. Pitt losing to Wake that's a bad loss to have on your resume. Yeah, um, SMU at Memphis Tuesday. Tell me that that's the number two and number three seeds in the AAC going at it. There's that that right that mm. right there. You're battling for who's going to play ECU and who's not. Predicted so, point differential in that game zero point two. Talk about a push if mm, I've ever seen one. Mm, love it. Can't wait to see it. Even in the MAC, Kent State, Ball State, Toledo, Miami, Ohio, compelling. Here's a huge one. Back to back. Uh, you got Dayton at St. Louis. St. Louis is a team that I was bullish on. Patty, see, they're in the top twenty-five. They haven't played a game in a fucking, uh, I feel like a year because of COVID watch out for the Billikens. I think they're still the best team in the a 10, but I will say the more games that they miss the, well, well, this team's going to make the tournament going what? Like, like they're going to be like nine and one and in the NCAA tournament, (laughs) Uh, Dayton, Dayton's offensive performance on Saturday. Yeah. Left something to be desired where they put up 43 points or something. 45 really shitty. Um, Drake at Missouri State. Drake is back off of the COVID protocol, thirteen and zero. 
Patty C. Could we talk? Could we be talking about an undefeated regular season in in old Drake? <laughs> Where is Drake? Drake is in Iowa. Iowa. They're at Missouri State. What are they? The Bulldogs. Drake. Uh, Drake Bulldogs. Does that sound familiar? Let me look up Drake. Let me see if I can find that's, it. That's, that does sound familiar. Drake Bulldogs. Yeah. Boom. Thirteen yeah. and zero right now. Four and zero in conference. It's possible. Hey, I mean, what's the remaining schedule? I'm going to pull that thing up. They got to play Loyola. Those are the big ones. But Missouri State's the, th- the third best team in the conference. That's why it's a compelling matchup on Tuesday. There it is. There it is. Five and one. I mean, they still have a lot of games. They have to get Bradley twice. They get uh, Loyola twice. I mean, if if Missouri State wins this, then they take the lead in in the conference. Gotta love it. Boom. Gotta take, love they it. They steal buddy. that top seed in the tournament. We, we, we Tigers here. Uh, Butler at UConn. UConn's still going to be without Book Knight. Butler's kind of been playing much better as the season progresses. I think that's compelling. Missouri at Auburn. Bruce Pearl squad. They're not eligible to make the tournament this year, but I feel like they've been getting better as well. Georgia Tech at Duke. I told you that was a big time matchup uh, as far as as the as the hopes for both these teams going forward making the tournament. LSU at A and M. I guess that could be somewhat compelling because of LSU's rebound spot after getting blown out the past two games. And that's really Tuesday's slot. Now I'm going to give you Wednesdays as well. I also should mention, I guess, Tulsa temple. Um, but, but Wednesday slot, because we're not going to record again until Wednesday night. Yeah. So we're going to try to, to, to nail some of these down for you. You got Miami at Florida state, the football rivalry, Patty C boom Miami. I don't, I don't know where that team it's, it, it's like they got an anchor tied to them. They are sinking by the minute. <laughs> Uh, Wichita, Cincy, your Cincy team. What's happening? What's happening oh, with that program? Tough, tough season for the old Bearcats. Um, we miss Mick. Yeah, I don't even think that game's that compelling anymore. Um, I will say that Creighton Seton Hall is compelling, uh, for sure. Well, Keep yeah. an eye on that one. Penn State at Ohio State. Uh, Penn State needs caliber wins. Here's a, here's an opportunity. Virginia Tech at Notre Dame. They can't fumble that opportunity. Marquette, Providence, Patty C. That's a compelling matchup. I think both teams uh, really need some wins. Um, I don't know how it, Providence consistently remains a bubble team. Yeah, every I feel like for forty years they've been a bubble team. Um, <laughs> it's their role in college basketball, and they're a hor- like they're a horrible draw because like you got to work to beat them. I feel like yeah. Um, what else do we got here? Georgia, South Carolina. I think uh, uh, South Carolina has been hit by COVID, but Georgia's still a team fighting for the NCAA tournament. Their record's not that bad. I think they still have a shot to, to, uh, to take care of them. I was listening to this Greg hoops, Peterson guy. Uh, he was talking about South Carolina saying that they are consistently a team that, you know, hasn't, doesn't get a chance to prove themselves or, you know, is, I don't know. Maybe they don't schedule tough enough at a conference, but they, they're usually capable of surprising you. I mean, they went to the final four, like not that long ago. Yeah. Probably three years ago, four years ago. Yeah. It, it's really hard to get a uh, read on them. Uh, Wisconsin at Maryland. Does Maryland go for the sweep? Maryland would be, that would be something Maryland would do. Hey, they need to get in the tournament. Here is your opportunity guys. Yeah. Right now we, we said they're probably not going to be in Well, you win a couple of these games. Where's Wisconsin sitting right now? Number 10 in the yeah, country. That's what I'm saying. You get another top 10 win on they that. They already resume. beat them once too. Mm. Come on. Uh, we got Wazoo at Colorado, the rematch of the game. We just saw, maybe I'll bet that again. Drake at Missouri state is a back-to-back thing. So we do see it Tuesday and Wednesday. 
Uh, BC Clemson. I mean, the way Clemson's headed, that, that might be a ball game. Here's one to watch in the Southland: Stephen F. Austin against Abilene Christian. Ooh, that's a good game. I'm excited to watch that one. And then Wake NC State. Any any chance Wake continues? To, are they finding themselves, or is that just a, a, a gimmick win against Pitt? Who knows? Who took over as their uh, coach? Uh, East Tennessee's coach, uh, East Tennessee State's coach, the Buccaneers coach. Uh, he is, what was his name? Steve. Uh, I'm drawing a fucking blank right now. You think he's a? a, a I like it. I like the high improvement over. I like, uh, uh, fucking who is it? Uh, I'm drawing a blank on who. Danny Manning. Manning. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, uh, Steve Forbes. That's right. You think it's he's an improvement? Over I do. Manning? I think I, I do think he's a, he's a better basketball coach, and I think Wake might be headed in the right direction. It's tough in year one. He had like a million players transfer. Turning out. that ship around. See if Wake gets back to tournament regularity. Here's another big one, man. Is is uh, UMass at VCU? Who would have thought that both these teams would be playing? Uh, you know the way that they're playing it, it so far. Um, how, let's talk about your JMU Dukes. Seven and five in conference. They just split with Northeastern. Got the old Tigers. We Tigers, but you know I'm a Duke. On that, this that's bike. another situation I'm talking about though, where I locked up Northeastern on the back to back, and they beat Northeastern, who I just thought was clearly the better team. I hate these back-to-back games. They're nightmares from a I gambling knew, point of view. Uh, wait, did they win the front end or the? Uh, no, they the, lost the front one. Yeah, by nine. So I was like, yeah, I, I, I took Towson on. I mean, I took Northeastern on that one. Hit that one. But Me I, too. I think I stuck with Northeastern. Yeah, me. I thought I was like, dude, they're just flat out the better team. I think yeah. they're the best team in the conference, probably. Nope, we get bit. It's hard this year, man. This year's. Been, it was hard for football. It's harder for basketball. Yeah. Um. But but anyway, those are the games Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I I, I, I stay tuned to uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast show with Sean and Ryan. We'll talk more about some of those games, and uh, make sure you check out the spreadsheet. You know, we drop this thing daily over at the over at the sportsgamblingpodcast dot com, handicapping every single game. All of us been over five hundred each and every year. Uh, this year we're e- we're even over five hundred right now, even though it's been it's been a wild year. I mean, college basketball actually, I'm, I'm doing fine on my locks. Yeah. Doing fine, dude. On my I, I'm I'm up and down. You know, I, my last three days have been butt sauce. But you're over five hundred. Yeah, but, I mean, I was rep. crushing. I was crushing for three or four days straight, and I was like, I got it figured out because it, what it, what it was is I was starting to hit right, and then I had a couple bad days, and then bam, like I started hitting again for a a solid four day stretch, and I was like, six out of the last eight days I've been hitting, I've figured it out, and then boom, like two or three straight like sauce days. It's like it's tough. It's yeah. tough. I mean, that's the uh, Vegas is good. Well, at those, well especially with the back to back shit. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, man. I, I bet you half my losses is locks and I, I'm stubborn. I just keep going to it. I'm like, no Navy is just better than army. Right. Well, I mean, and you, you have a, a more of an understanding of uh, what it is you're watching on the basketball court and, and the trends itself for, for me, like I'm, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm like, you know, sorting through trying to get little pointers to get me one step ahead of Vegas, you know? And it's like, it's tough. Like from one day to the next, I'll get something and I'll hear something that makes sense. And I'm like, yes, you know, but as far as being able to watch every fucking game and know it's impossible, you know? So how yeah. do I like know if any better than Vegas, what's going to happen? It's just, it's finding a, he- a needle in the haystack, but like by picking the games every day, 
I do think that like you, we, we obviously that, that approach to it is an effective one because we just, all right, this team is trending in the right direction. I can feel it. I can feel it. And instinctually, you know that this team's going to win a game, but it's, it's not a hundred percent over 500 for four years. That's true. And I, I do think that approach works, but I still don't feel confident all the time. You know, obviously yeah. I go through terrible stretches one in seven on locks the other day. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, dude, this weekend was tough though. I mean, I felt like uh, I went three and six on Saturday on my college basketball locks and I felt robbed. Yeah. You're looking I at a hundred thirty, hundred fifty 150 games. You're like, these are the nine I feel best about. And it's like, you still, it's still kind of this year's crazy though. Having no fans, the back to back. I'm telling you, I just want to get out. I mean, I, I I know I'm okay with college basketball, but college football, I was in battles. Yeah, I was in like I just like get me out of this thing with the fucking winning record. And thankfully, I had a great I had a great end of the season. Yeah, but I mean, out. you would ask me like week eight. I was like, dude, this is really fucking hard this year. Yeah, well, I mean, that was really hard with college football because it'd be like. 25 people are missing from the roster that yeah. we didn't well, know about. Yeah, well, yeah, they just don't release that information. Yeah. And certain teams are playing and certain teams aren't. So, all right. I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by ACE per head. Ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how, well, guess what? ACE per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24 seven and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Patty, see, we're at that point where we just rattle off and talk about, well, you got the, the NFL Super Bowl or whatever. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Uh, the two most marketable quarterbacks in the NFL are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I knew the Bills weren't going to be able to beat the Chiefs, man. As much as I like the Bills, I mean, I like the Chiefs, too, but I mean, I, I, uh, I knew that I didn't see the Packers. Uh, I mean, I thought Ro- Rogers, Rogers, yeah. Brady, they're, they're equal market marketability. Really? I mean, yeah. I could easily see a state farm Rogers, you know, yeah. uh, fucking Mahomes super bowl, but, uh, Mahomes Brady is even more marketable because it's one generation against the next. Yeah. Know? Well, if you go back to let's, let's do the, uh, let's do the, I'm just going to pull up a couple of random years. All right, so let's go 1985 NFL uh, playoffs. You got I know obviously McMahon and Grogan. <laughs> or no, it was Eason, I think. It was, it was Grogan and Eason, but I think they went with Eason. Yeah. Okay, so here's your final. Here's your quarter. Who the fuck started for the Rams in '85? Uh. That's a good question, but I'm going to pull up their stats uh, as you uh, G- give me 1985 Los Angeles Rams. Wait, I'm going to so give you uh, Jim McMahon's 1985 stats. Uh, he had uh, 56%, 57% completion percentage, 15 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 2,392 passing yards. <laughs> That was the starting quarterback that won the Super Bowl. Compare that to this year. Yeah. But Pat Mahomes, 10,000 passing yards, 59 touchdowns. Dude, and and, okay, so McMahon takes on Dieter Brock. Right? (laughs) Who is. uh, I got a stats. I got it in front of me. Okay. 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 59% completion percentage, 2,600 yards. (laughs) Yeah. Right? 
Then you got the defensive backs were as much of a focal point in that game as fucking the quarterback. Now I will say this: you did have Money Marino lose to uh, the Patriots in a game. I believe, if memory serves me correct, was in the rain. Uh, Dan Marino in 1985 did put up some pretty monster numbers. Yeah. Well, not not. <laughs> but actually, he, that, but he, they didn't win. In 85, he didn't put up monster numbers. Uh, in 84 and 86, he did. 85, he put up. 30 touchdowns, but 21 picks. And he only completed 59% of his passes. Yeah. Well, and they didn't win. They, they lost to, I believe, let's see who, uh, who started at quarterback. Yeah, I, I think it was Eason. Eason, uh, Tony Eason. Was it? Yeah. Let me pull that I, up. I be, yeah. It was Tony Eason. Tony Eason in 1985 was good for, uh, 11 touchdowns and 17 interceptions. That's the super uh, quarterback. That's playing. why the sport was better though. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, uh, honestly, I, I don't know. I wish uh, fans out there listening, like, please give us feedback on this. Are we crazy that like we found this style of football more entertaining than like than Tom Brady completing? I mean, how many Aaron Rodgers I saw was that like he completes more more game more passes in like a game than like Tony Houston does for a season? Right. It's like okay, they're gonna pass again. They're gonna pass, dude. The the, the part that was really like pissed me off was Aaron Rodgers has a chance to scramble into the end zone and fucking put his team in position to you know be in the game at the end of the game, and he like throws a pass into double coverage. It's like. Dude, yeah. what are we watching? Like, I don't know. I don't know. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right, man. I mean, I, uh, look, I, I didn't catch that game cause I was driving back from Vegas. Um, but uh, you're a hundred percent right. It's just like, wh- how have we allowed the game to get to the point where like a quarterback is so concentrated on passing and doing nothing else, but like throwing the ball that he can have a wide open touchdown right in front of his face yeah. and still cho- choose to protect it. He, it. It's like a different sport. It's really like a yeah. different sport. Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to say this and I'm going to get some pushback on this, but Aaron Rodgers is a glorified fucking uh, Kirk cousins. No, Aaron Rodgers is a glorified Kirk <laughs> cousins. And that's why I'll despite take- being a hall of fame quarterback, he's got one fucking Super Bowl win. He's got one Super Bowl appearance, right? I would also say some of it could be coaching. He hasn't had great coaches. Maybe. I don't know. Who do you have? McCarthy uh, and, and this guy. He had a McCarthy his whole career? I think so, right? I don't know. That shit matters, man. Like that coaching the today mattered. They didn't they McCarthy the won a Super yeah. Bowl. I mean, sure he didn't win on Dallas, but he was what are we judging Mike McCarthy's career on? Like I don't think he's, he's he was he went too deep in the playoffs regularly but with the, the Green Bay. I feel like has an institution of going deep into the playoffs. Sure, but I don't. I think that a bad coach would you know keep that. Look, from happening. I like Brett Favre more than than Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, as a player like that, I want to play for or want to watch on TV. Yeah, but I would take Aaron Rodgers a hundred out of a hundred times. I'm just saying, Aaron Rodgers has proven to me. And this is not the first time I've seen him do that exact thing earlier this season. I saw him do that exact thing where it's like, you could run for a touchdown, but you chose to throw into coverage because you don't want to presumably don't want to hurt yourself. You want to presume your body, but buddy, you're in a position where it's vital right now that you score a touchdown. But, but Tom Brady wouldn't do that. You think? No, Tom Brady wouldn't do that either. But Tom Brady is good enough that he doesn't need to do that. You know, his team, he finds a way, to, but yeah, Tom Brady has been in a situation where. I, well, I think Br- Brady's probably more likely to run it in than Rodgers. 
I don't know. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Brady's got that winning DNA, man. Like I, 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 he talk- does, but he's also got pussy DNA. Whereas I feel like Manning Rogers, even Mahomes might pat. No, Mahomes will run it. Mahomes is a gamer. Yeah, Mahomes yeah, would go yeah. for it. You know, he's, he's, he's all quarterbacky. Like, you know, I think he would prefer to throw it if he could, but he'll run it if he has to. Whereas Rogers, I think would, how many quarterbacks in the NFL though would do that? Have the, I mean, we could go through the list real quick. Uh, I know for sure. Peyton Manning, when he played would not, would not have ran that. Yeah. I don't know that Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning wouldn't have dude, he gotten there. He would have been too slow to get there, but he might have run and gotten tackled. I never saw that dude run. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Peyton Manning in a position to even have that kind of daylight in in front of him in order to win a game. So it's tough. He just stays in the pocket the entire time. But that's not Aaron Rodgers' game. Aaron Rodgers has a little bit of mobility. He gets out of the pocket. He finds himself yeah. in a position. Kirk Cousins w- would probably sit there and pass. Yeah, right? that's what. That's your analogy because the rest I don't see. Let me see. Uh, yeah, I mean, but they do the same thing. I mean, Rodgers. Is, Phil, I could see Philip Rivers doing the same thing. No, Philip Ridge Rivers is a fucking gamer, man. That guy <laughs> will go for it. He might not get it because he's not that great of an athlete. That dude will put his body out there. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me, let me pull up NFL. He's like, he's like a statue. I just couldn't see him like, right. Run, he's a, a stiff, but uh, maybe a little bit. What's your, okay. Fucking uh, Josh Allen completely would Josh Allen Fitzpatrick fits out. Fitzpatrick would put his body yeah, out there. Of course. Man. Yeah. Uh, Cam Newton. NFC East. Yes. Cam Newton AFC would go East, with yeah. Yeah, AFC East would, would put his body on the line. Sam Darnold. I think so. I think so too. Yeah. Roethlisberger, yes. Lamar Jackson, yes. Baker Mayfield, yes. yes. Joe Burrow, yes. I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, that needs to be proven a little bit more, but I think so. Yeah, we'll see. Tannehill, yes. Yeah. Uh, Rivers, a lesser to a lesser I, extent. I, I don't know about Rivers. I'm not sold on that one. He might throw in a trap. Uh, yeah, I think he might throw that <laughs> one. You might be right. Uh, Watson, yes. Yes. Uh, Bortles, not Bortles. Bortles uh, I'm sorry, my guy. My guy uh, Minshew, Minshew will run. Absolutely, yeah. would yeah. fucking lay his body on the line. I uh, Mahomes. Mahomes would right yes. now, although I think he's a little. Here's the one I wanted to see here. Carr. Yeah, I think he would. Yeah, Carr yeah. would lay his body out. Okay. Uh, Herbert. Herbert. Yes. yes. Who the fuck is Denver's Drew Lock? Drew Lock. Sure. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think he would so have to. That, that was almost everybody. Yeah, I don't think there's that many. Uh, Heineken Heineken. Yes. We saw that. Yeah, he did it. Uh, fucking, uh, uh Dan- Daniel Jones. Daniel he, Jones. Was, he had like a 60 yard touchdown run. Didn't he this year? Or he fell flat yeah, before right. he got there. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think Jones would have, I don't think Jones would like lay his shoulder Prescott, into it. Prescott would Prescott definitely would. Carson Wentz would Carson Wentz definitely would get Aaron injured, Rogers, Um, bitch. Hold on. Keep going down the, the ranks here. Bears Trubisky. He would. Yeah. Kirk Cousins. No. Complete <laughs> I, bitch. I agree. Yeah. Stafford, he would. <sighs> I guess so. I saw that one clip of him like yeah. toughing out. Yeah. But I f- almost feel like that was a little bit of a show. Dude, if him. you're gonna give me rivers, I'm taking Stafford sure. all day. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I give it R- R- Stafford's a tougher quarterback than Rivers, for yeah. sure. Uh Breeze. Breeze might throw it. He'd throw it. Yeah. He would fucking throw it, dude. He might bitch. I don't think I mean I don't think he's a pussy, but I just don't think he's the type of dude that puts his body on the line. Yeah, I think he throws it, and that might be why he has one Super Bowl despite throwing for. But the, but 10, didn't, didn't his wife do an Instagram about he put his body on the line and got injured this season? 
He's a he's a warrior. Uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady probably doesn't run it in. He probably I don't, but I don't know that he throws it. I don't. I think Tom Brady throws it away. But in on that situation, I, I just don't, I don't know what Tom Brady. How are we this far think, into think, Tom Brady's career and we don't know if he would scramble for? Uh, I think he would. I think he's a winner. And 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 that's that's the one element that when I argue against. I mean, look, I I am very much of the opinion Tom Brady is the best quarterback in the past. 20 years or so. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just, I still think, I mean, I've made my argument over the years that there, I just, I, I don't believe that he's the best quarterback ever because of certain elements that other pl- players sure. had. Yeah. But do I think he is a, a winner? Of course. An all time. Great. Yes. 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 But I also think he's also been on a lot of good teams surrounded by a lot of great players. Absolutely. And with great coaching. Yes. Um, okay. Next you got uh, what the, the, Tampa so Bay. Or I'm going to say, I'm going to say Brady runs it in. I'm going to give him that Ugh. in a play in the NFC championship. He's going to run that in. Here's the thing. I, I almost disagree with you. And here's why, <laughs> because when it came down to it, right. And his team was in position like where he needed to like make it happen. And he couldn't do it. Like when Denver was coming at him with Manning, you know, yeah. a couple years back and, and Denver beat them to go to the Super Bowl. Brady was fucking, he couldn't, I just don't think Brady can, you know, I think if Brady gets out of the pocket, he'll, he'll run it for, he won't be stupid enough to, and too pr- proud to walk into the end zone versus like trying to throw into traffic and get a game winning, like touchdown throw, which I feel like is almost what Rogers is doing. He wants to like throw a game winning touchdown as opposed to run it in. Yeah. You know, hold but, on, but I think there's more here. Yeah. Go to Carolina. Uh, who the fuck is a quarterback? It's uh the dude from uh, from uh, Bridgewater, uh, Bridgewater. He started. Yeah, yeah. Bridgewater would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. That's the one, buddy. <laughs> he's definitely quarterbacky. He's not running that. No, he's not running that. I agree. Yeah. Quarterbacky guys in the NFL, guys who wear the wristband right on their wrist, right? <laughs> that's a Matt Ryan. That's yeah. an Aaron Rodgers. That's a uh, Drew Brees. Hold on, that's so, a Tom Brady. I'm curious because I think we might have one more. Um, Russell Wilson will run it in. Yeah. Jared golf. Jared golf might. I don't know. No, he's throwing. He's a pussy. He's <laughs> fucking throwing. I'm betting heavy money. He's throwing. Yeah. All right. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's definitely running. Yeah. And Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty much running too. I, I think Garoppolo can get that in, even yeah. though I, he's tough. I mean, uh, he's a, <laughs> I think he runs it in, but I don't know if he's tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, he's jacked. So it's actually less than we thought though. Yeah. It's like the guys that are, I think maybe that's why we hate the NFL right now is the guys that are pussies to us are the ones we keep seeing winning, you know? And it's like, okay, well the sport it's, it's, it no, caters it's, to the, this guy, like the guys no. that are like super passing specialists, It's the rule changes, but it's also like yeah. the announcers talking about, Oh, we get to see Mahomes Brady. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. To, to me, making it like TMZ. It's like, right. well, it's the equivalent of like, it's kind of like the NBA. It's like, do I just want to see a dude shoot threes all game? Or do I want to see other elements of the game happening? Do I want to see a big man bodying and banging down low? Do I want to see other players like, you know, doing what they do, you well, know? And, and like just the days of having a, uh, a top 10 defense and, and seeing them like the really NBA sucks right now. And it's uh, sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? No, 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 but no, a top 10 defense. And well, look, I'm seeing right now what Pittsburgh had the best defense in the league. Is that what I'm seeing here? Yeah. Second was the saints. Yeah. They lost. They lost. They got in. Would be curious to see how often a D 
defense beats offense. The Redskins who had the 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 third and four the, the Rams and Redskins third and four. Yeah. At least they all made the playoffs. Colts fifth. They made the playoffs. Dolphins sixth. Niners so, seventh. Bucks eighth. Okay. Ravens ninth and tenth the Giants. So the, the Giants. Yeah. Totally uh, but my point is that you got the Chiefs. You don't have any top five defenses in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, we have to do a uh, more of a statistical deep. It's just dive, the rule changing, really, though. Like even when Mahomes went out of bounds today, I was watching that Bills game. Yeah, and you heard like uh, Romo, and I mean they're saying like, uh, you know, I think you can throw that fifteen yard. Fly. I'm like, yeah. shut the fuck well, up. And you just know how much the defense is affected by not only the penalties but like the threat of the penalties. The threat of the penalties, like if you're gonna get kicked out of the game for making a hard hit that might have a little helmet to helmet contact, like then you have to like be so careful about, and especially well, everything you can't even, interference, before, like, dude, someone, someone offense is allowed to shove you. Like someone was making a point of this. I, I think it was, uh, well, I think it was me and you maybe that were talking about bill Bates, the former cowboy safety, or maybe it was, maybe I was in one of these forums where they were talking about Andre waters and they were saying like, well, back when this was on the, when this guy was on the field, the receivers were afraid to go over the middle. Yeah. It changes the whole game. It changes the whole. Yeah. Think about the strategy. Of the game. The, do, do think about the strategy of the game though. Yeah. Like take it away from Tom Brady, whatever. If, if your players don't want to go to certain areas yeah. or are reluctant to do that because they're going to get destroyed. Yes. Yeah. It just changes the whole sport. Yeah. It changes what you're trying to do. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I can't emphasize that enough, especially if you add in the mix that with the quarterback being hit. Then you yeah. have a whole different fucking game. Right, 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 right. But having said that, who do you got in the Super Bowl? Oh, I think it's Chiefs question. minus three, but it's at Tampa, that Tampa's home stadium. They're going to give it to Brady. It's going to be Brady. Because, look, Mahomes has time, and this is Brady's farewell. So you're full on David Stern NFL now. Oh, I'm, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know that I'm all the way there yet, but I think it's. They, I mean, they've protected the quarterback so much to me that it's, it reminds me of like Shaq's no charge zone. Right. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. Agreed. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, maybe it's as easy to control at this point as the NBA, you know, a flag here and a flag there. They, that's one thing that I will agree with you is that the way that the the rules are now, I feel like it's so much easier to manipulate a game than before. Yeah. Yeah, and and you just see it enough where it happens in a moment where it's like, okay, well, this team had a chance, but a critical call went against them again, you know, and and maybe overall the the you know the penalty numbers end up evening out. Maybe they do a makeup call that doesn't fucking uh, have that as big an impact, but you know, on third and nine, you got a pass interference that extended the drive and put them in field goal range, and then lo and behold, they won the fucking game, and it's like. Well, I'll say this: the, pat, the the like the current pass interference rules are so subjective. It reminds me of like Jordan rules of yeah. like, wait, well, Hershey Hawkins just did that same exact thing on the other side, and and he didn't get called for, he didn't get that call. Yeah, it it, it that, that, that's the problem, really. I feel like yeah, that that's why you need to take the game away from like things that could get penalized, and and since passing and hitting. <laughs> are so prevalent and both are so penalized in the NFL, then it's just let people hit, 
you know, let, let hitting be legal. And then you take those penalties away that you don't have to worry about the refs affecting the game in that way. And then uh, take like, uh, like d- discourage passing and then pass in and allow more contact on the defense uh, by the defense, at least an even amount of contact between the offense and the defense. And then you reduce the amount of pass interference costs you have. And then you have a game that is worth watching that you don't feel like the refs are manipulating and you yeah. see the fucking best quarterback in the Super Bowl every fucking year. Uh, well, look, ratings fell by eighteen percent for the wild card, seven percent for this. Uh, uh, the next round, the divisional round. Um, I still watched because I'm deprived, but I, I, I just don't care. Yeah, like I didn't care who won. Like I, I honestly watched the game. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch the the Green Bay game because I was uh driving, but I watched the Buffalo game. I wanted the, I guess I'm rooting for the bills, I guess, but not really. Yeah. Cause the, the sport, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about this before, You're just but. rooting for not the, you know, glamor quarterback to be in the fucking super bowl again, Tom Brady. I mean, how many times did they set it up during this playoffs? It was like Tom Brady versus Drew Brees or Tom Brady versus fucking Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady versus Pat Mahomes. Yeah. We get it. We fucking get it. Two quarterbacks. They, they're both going to throw I, for 400 yards every fucking game. Give me something else. I got the 95. Uh, final four in in the NFL, and it was Favre loses to Aikman, but Harbaugh loses to O'Donnell. And uh, in the in the AFC championship, yeah, yeah, and that was a compelling matchup of that Super Bowl. It was like, all right, Dallas is great on both sides of the ball, but Pittsburgh has the number one defense in the league and a questionable offense. Like which one is going to win a, a contrast in style, not the same fucking thing from both teams even, every fucking year. Dude, even 99 was Sean King against a guy. No one had heard of in Kurt Warner, right? Right. At the time. Yeah. Year one for him and McNair Brunel. I mean, the, the McNair Brunel were good quarterbacks, but they weren't like, yeah, they weren't the darlings of the league. Yeah. Uh, um, and Sean King, obviously, and Kurt Warner, you know, yeah, we're nobodies at that. Yeah, the, the people didn't know if Warner would be in the league three years from now, right? Um, I don't know. I just feel like uh, let, let, let me let me do let me do eighty seven. Let me let, let's let's go to. I know I know obviously Elway and Kozar. I think we're two of the better. Yeah. Um, and then what you got, Jay Schrader, and who were the. Jay Schrader and, and, uh, Tommy Kramer. Yeah. Like, I wonder how many pro bowls between the, all those quarterbacks. That, that's a statistical analysis that we could do. Yeah. is how many pro bowls are represented in the AFC and NFC championship, like by these quarterbacks all time. Um, Tom Brady is about to go to his fucking 10th super bowl in what? 20 years, maybe less. Yeah. It just sucks. You can't hit the quarterback. Cause look, as much as I, I I'll say Brady's great. But we all know, we all know. Yeah. If this was back then, he was getting belted on a weekly. He would have retired fucking seven years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? His body would have forced him into retirement. Maybe even longer than that. Yeah. Um, Montana was what? 79 when he was, uh, maybe 80 when he was drafted. I think 79 for some reason. I know he was like, uh, I think the 79 cotton bowl. So I guess that was probably the 79 draft. No, actually he, uh, yeah, he was drafted in 79. Yeah. Okay. And then, Lasted till uh what ninety four? What's that? So that's fifteen. Fifteen solid. Fifteen sixteen. Yeah. 
So Tom Brady's already, you know, but he took, he took some, he got blasted. Yeah. He got blasted, but that that's what we're saying is like, he, but for every one of those, I could name quarterbacks that got blasted and did not play 15 years. Right. Right. He, he was exceptionally kind of, I mean, (laughs) Eric Hipple, how long did Marino was in the league for what? 11, 12, maybe 13 years. Let's check out Dan, Danny boy. Uh, Marino was, uh, maybe longer. No, I think he did longer, man. How long did he did? Uh, 16, right? 89. Oh, he stayed until 99. I mean, he lost relevance after about 93, but I guess he stayed in the league. Um, yeah, I would be curious. I mean, I guess not all careers last as long as Tom Brady's nowadays. So he's probably a bit of an anomaly in terms of the length of his career. So maybe we're uh, full LA of shit. was 83 to 98, 15, 15 or 16 yeah, years. 15. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, no, but I still th- say you take the hits. You're not going to be at the level you're at now. Yeah. You're not going to be having, and your, I can tell you, your obviously your completion your percentage season. and your touchdowns, your, your whole stat line will be completely fucking different. Yeah. Completely fucking different. Ro- uh, Rogers is having his best year at age 37 now. Is he 37 already? I think so. 36, 37. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, we got to get the fuck out of here. Stay tuned. We got more college basketball talk throughout the week. A bunch of game previews I'll do. Just kick back and enjoy um, as we uh, head into March. And hopefully you enjoy this uh, Super Bowl and uh, FCS college football. We got you covered on the college experience. Woo! if you're a first time listener, we handicap every single college basketball division one college basketball or in college football game. Make sure you subscribe, tell a friend. Um, I'm on Twitter at the Colby D give me a follow. And if you give us a five-star review, take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D and I'll enter you in a David Stern, like raffle where you're guaranteed <laughs> to win a uh, college experience t-shirt. Um, so give me a follow at the Colby D on Twitter. Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give all those bozos a follow. And uh yeah, what else do we got? Uh give uh the Sports Gambling Podcast a follow at the SGP Network on Twitter and check out the Slack channel Sports Gambling Podcast. This is the college experience, college basketball weekend recap and early week preview. Boom, and we out. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has arrived on Disney+. Plus. The world is upside down. We can't lose this fight, Bucky. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. Experience the six-episode event. Work partners, co-workers. Not necessarily the team. No. We look damn good. 
Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now streaming only on Disney+.